0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi,
2: what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go.
0: AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is
1: an addictive chemical. Thanks for listening to the Best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd.
2: This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Here we go! It is a Monday. We are absolutely stacked. It's a holiday Monday. It's the herd. Wherever you may be. However you may be listening. iHeartRadio, Radio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1. One hour from now, Colin Wright, Colin Wrong. A lot of wrongs this week. You know, I took a little bit of time off last week. Just got all out of sorts. A lot of wrongs last week. A couple of days I was on Jason McIntyre. Got clarity yesterday the Jets need a new quarterback. Can we agree with that? Yeah, I think that's the case, Colin. Yes, (laughs) they they need to find a quarterback. And uh, there's a couple guys who will be out there in free agency. It's great to see you. The holidays now, for most of us, uh, kind of over. Uh, Bowl games percolate. Let's start with this. Um, There is a big difference all these years watching football of an offense that calls plays and an offense that has an identity. The Niners have an identity, offensive coach. The Chiefs have an identity, offensive coach. One of my complaints about the Chargers and the Bills, they have great quarterbacks, but sometimes they're just asking them to put on a cape, be Superman, and win the game. What's their offensive identity? The Bills' offensive identity is Josh Allen's great. He's like 40, 50 yards from being their leading rusher. Green Bay should have an identity, offensive coach Aaron Rodgers, but has lacked it. And now they've found it. 5-0 and this year when they run it at least 50% of the time, did yesterday and won. Matt LaFleur came to Green Bay known as a guy that could craft a run game. So why the heck it takes so long? Packer fans have been pounding the table for five months on this. It took them until late November. But when they run 50% of the time, and when they focus on running they're almost always good at it. Aaron Jones is fantastic. AJ Dillon very capable. O-line top 6 7 minimum in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers can manipulate audible in, audible out, super smart. Do you know Matt LaFleur is 12 and 0 as the Packers coach, 12 and 0. When he just runs 50% of the time. 12 and 0. Why did it take so long? You know what? In the end, he's won a bunch of games, and it looks like I think they'll beat Detroit at Lambeau, and they'll get into the playoffs, which is good for everybody because Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are a big brand and fascinating. This team has always been, from day one this season, too young and too limited on the perimeter to be a shootout team. That's not what they are. Slowly, Christian Watson has developed into a a real threat downtown, and that's great. But they're not a great team. They're a team that has to play a certain way to win. It just took them forever to figure out what it was. But who cares? They're going to beat Detroit. They're going to get in. And this is going to be a Packer team like a Dallas team. We tend to think Dallas is great. No, Dallas has to play a certain way. Dallas has to run the football. That can be complimentary. Green Bay is very similar. The difference is Aaron, of course, is one of the 10, 12 best quarterbacks that's ever played the game. But what's fascinating is the more they run the ball, how it affects the rest of their team. Their defense isn't on the field. Have you looked at Green Bay's defense during this four game winning streak? What do you know? Their time of possession goes up running, second in the league, and their second half points allowed are third best in the NFL. So, when, what were we complaining about all early in the year? What's wrong with their defense? It's on the field too much. Green Bay's running, defense is rested. Has much more energy in the second half. Plays great. This is a real identity. Early in the year, they were just calling plays. They were trying to figure out the rookie receivers. And some of this is Aaron Rodgers is so great and very smart. Here comes Matt LaFleur. You know, you want to make sure he spends his offseason doing his thing. He comes into camp. The media is banging on Aaron with the rookie receivers. There's a lot to balance here in Green Bay. But watching them the last couple of weeks, it's like, yeah, that's it. That's what fans in Green Bay have been hammering the table. They should look a lot like Wisconsin football. If Wisconsin football had Aaron Rodgers. Wisconsin football, big O-line, run the ball, one or two deep threats, occasionally make a play. But Aaron said after, it's feeling good, like the focus. I think they get in.
2: It's been an interesting year. hasn't been my best football at times, but uh, I've been asked to, Step up my leadership, I think, and be someone the guys can count on to keep it together. You know, even when it doesn't seem like there's anything to play for, we we don't have a chance to make a run. There were a lot of different things that could happen, and we stuck together, and we put ourselves in position to do something special.
1: So again. At home, against Detroit, I can't I can't trust Detroit in that spot. I trust Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau a lot more in this spot than I do Detroit. But, you know, Detroit is, they always play hard. Uh, Goff's having a good year. But this is what it is. Calling plays and an identity are two different things. And often in the NFL, defensive coaches, Ron Rivera, I think sometimes, Sean McDermott, um, they don't. I mean, they can't figure out in Buffalo the offensive line. It's been like five years. Pittsburgh, Tomlin, can't figure out the offensive line. It's been four or five years. Finally, you watch Green Bay, and you're like, that's exactly what they should be doing since September. Maybe, though, it wasn't possible. All right, so San Francisco didn't play very well and won. And right now in the NFL, the Niners and the Chiefs are the only two teams in this league that can play poorly and win. So the question with Brock... Purdy was always, can he play from behind? Can he play well when they really need him to deliver? And yesterday was a great example. The Niners defense? Not very good. Didn't show up. Robbie Gould, good kicker. Missed in regulation. So Brock Purdy was relied on, like Mahomes often is, to clean up the mess. And he's pretty good. Now you saw some arm limitations. He's not a big kid and a big arm guy, but he plays with some tempo. He's pretty good. He's a four-year college starter. He's accurate. There's some leadership stuff here. Pretty good. Yesterday was a great example, and this is how football works. Everybody's great with a lead in a run game. Yesterday they fell behind. He had to get in a shootout. He had sometimes good protection. Sometimes he didn't. And you saw the things that they're raving about in San Francisco. He's more accurate than Trey Lance. He's more athletic than Jimmy Garoppolo. And they've surrounded him with a ton of good players. And this is, again, you say, well, he's a seventh-round pick. Never forget this. Kurt Warner, all-time great, undrafted. Tony Romo, all-time very good, undrafted. Seventh-round, sixth-round Brady. There's a lot of talent. There's more good quarterbacks than ever before. Because of the seven-on-seven camp. So, generationally, the guys coming into the league now, more starts, more experience, more refined quarterback coaches in high school. Brock Purdy is good. They needed him yesterday. Now, Mahomes has to bail out the Chiefs all the time. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, we get that. We were kind of sitting around going, "What what if Brock Purdy has to bail him out? He did. And he did. Here's Kyle after
2: what Brock's doing is real. I mean, he's a talented guy who's very tough, um, and when he does make mistakes, he understands why, and then he tries to learn from them. So every time he goes out there, um, whether it is good or bad, I feel like when you when you got the skill set and um, you play the game the right way, he's only going to get better from it.
1: There are so many interesting facets to not only the playoffs, which we'll break down here in about 15 minutes, um, but all the quarterbacks out there, what are the Raiders now going to do at quarterback Derek Carr can absolutely fetch you probably a second-round pick if a team's desperate, a first-rounder, you think it's crazy. Eight teams, nine teams desperate for a quarterback. Coaches don't want to get fired. GMs don't want to get fired. You're getting something for Derek Carr. Is Jarrett Stidham the answer? J-Mac talking about Tom Brady. Here's what's interesting, just a side note on the Raiders. So the Raiders have like three fifth-round picks, a couple of six. If you trade Derek Carr and get a couple of twos, the Raiders could have a first, a couple of twos, a couple of fifths, a couple of six. They could have 10, 11 picks. Tom Brady looks at that and goes, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, decent left tackle, know the offensive coach. The Raiders lost, and the season's mostly done for them. Raiders could be one of the most intriguing landing spots for Tom Brady. Miami, I think, has to be in there. Raiders, Josh McDaniel has to be in there. The story now this morning, though, of course, is the 49ers. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9
2: a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers.
1: Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. Best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play. You call every shot. From choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest. Gainbridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers, 40%. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money, reliable returns. Take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Change the game. Get started today. As little as $1,000 at Gainbridge.io. One of the most surprising outcomes, and maybe it shouldn't be, was Seattle completely thumping the Jets. I thought my Jets pick was my favorite of the weekend, and it was never competitive. So let's start with the positives. Pete Carroll, uh, let Pete Cook, has a formula. Now, we talked about Green Bay having an identity. Seattle has more of a formula. Lean into the run game when Kenneth Walker is healthy. Limit the number of throws Geno Smith makes, 35 or fewer. Run heavy, lean downhill, play very aggressive Pete Carroll defense. Pete's had an amazing rebound year. GM John Snyder hit a home run. Maybe the best draft in Seattle in a decade. Uh, And this is their formula. Now, they don't control their playoff hopes. They can win and still not make it. If Green Bay beats Detroit, my guess is they will. Seattle's out. But it's been a great year, and it's a very, very healthy roster. And unlike baseball or the NBA, if you have a great draft and bring in five or six starters, you can be a playoff team the next year. Seattle. On the precipice of being that. But they've got a formula. It's pretty clear. They hit a home run in the second round with Kenneth Walker. Lean into him. When he's been healthy, they run the ball. Limit the exposure of Gino. They don't want him throwing 38, 42, 45. Don't want that. Same with Brock Purdy. Probably better off throwing 27 than 37 or 47. It works. Number two is, what did we learn? It's not all bad for the Jets, even though that was a complete dud performance by the staff and by the quarterback. It was clarity. Come on, the AFC quarterbacks right now, loaded. And Lamar Jackson's not even playing. Looks like Kenny Pickett can play a little bit. Mike White's not the guy. He's just not the guy. He's a great backup. And the Jets roster, to me, above average. They have the number one corner in the league, a top five to seven defensive front, Brees Hall will get healthy, a star running back. Um, I think their offensive line will get healthier. A couple of guys on that I like. They're a veteran quarterback and a left tackle away, in my opinion, from being a playoff team. Is Robert Sala the right coach? Well, he's done a great job with the defense. That's his side of the ball. The, G, uh, the GM missed it quarterback and missed it left tackle. But it's not an exact science. He's also had a lot of hits. Derek Carr's on the market. I'd go after him yesterday. Garoppolo's on the market. I'd consider it probably not. Tom Brady probably on the market. By the way, I'll throw this out there. I know it sounds crazy. I'd give Kirk Cousins a call. I think Minnesota is worn out. Two biggest games of the year. He was awful. He was awful. This team has a lot of good players. This isn't the Giants where they're pretending Daniel Jones is great and they have a rebuild roster. This is a really good roster. It's a really good roster. Left tackle quarterback. But yesterday is a great example. To get clarity, sometimes it's painful. Come on, Jets. Burrow, Herbert. What if Carr stays? Mahomes, Josh Allen. Lamar comes back. Mike White? Really? How good do you have to be on defense, special teams, and coaching to overcome that? Yesterday is a great example. Biggest game of the year. Engulfed. Over his skis. Not ready. It's okay. we got five great quarterbacks in the NFL that are young and in their prime and probably four to five other ones that are really, really good not in their prime. Mike White's not the guy.
2: Be sure to catch
1: live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So here's the playoff picture this morning. Let's start with the AFC. Um, New England right now is the seventh and final team in the AFC. I do not think they make the playoffs. So I think New England loses at Buffalo, even though the Bills play tonight on a short week. And I think Miami beats the Jets. Now, Miami's lost yesterday. They they were missing seven or eight key starters. They have really fallen apart physically. Nobody's talking about it. Not just Tua. Teddy Bridgewater get, gets hurt. They're on a third-string quarterback against Belichick in that defense. I think Miami beats the Jets and gets in. I think New England loses, and frankly, I think Miami feels more like a playoff team. When Tua's upright, they move the ball. They've got Miami checks a lot of boxes in 2022: clever offensive coach, excellent weapons, excellent left tackle, good edge rusher, and a good corner. That's all the right boxes. Um, I will say this: Miami's going to be fascinating in the off season between Tua and Teddy. They can't stay healthy smaller guys in a big man sport, I think they have to consider a Brady, a car. Again, get on the phone with Minnesota. Minnesota needs draft picks. Just throw it out there. I wouldn't go Garoppolo. They've already got that. A distributor who struggles to stay healthy. So, Miami's going to be fascinating,
4: but I think they get in. Okay, let Can I can I quickly ask you from those in the hunt teams? Miami, yeah. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and New England. Who would you want to see most in a playoff game? Which of those 4 teams? Would I, you Miami over Pittsburgh? Oh,
1: I think Miami, Pittsburgh has three points in the third quarter in every game I watch them and comes back to win. Miami checks all the boxes. Well, if Tua's healthy. No, I'm not even that. Left tackle, edge rusher, great weapons, offensive coach. That's 2022 football. They check all the boxes. Their issue is singularly, we can't keep our quarterback healthy. So the backup gets hurt, and these are serious injuries. We're talking about concussion stuff with Tua and Teddy. So I think they have to go get somebody that's available and a distributor. Carr's not a playmaker. Brady's not a playmaker. Garoppolo's not a playmaker. They're distributors. This offense is built. Never forget. That's why I put up Kirk Cousins. Never forget. Shanahan loved him. Mike McDaniel, Miami's coach, from Shanahan's system. I keep throwing Kirk Cousins out because I have this weird feeling. I said this last week. There's five quarterbacks in the world I would not take a phone call on. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, and Trevor Lawrence. I would not pick up the phone. I would pick up the phone for every other quarterback. If you don't think Minnesota is going to pick up the phone, if somebody makes an offer for Kirk Cousins, well, what will they have? They'll figure it out. They'll go get Carr, whatever. But I think him against the Cowboys and Packers at this point in his career being pathetic, couldn't get the ball to Justin Jefferson. Stephon Diggs said, get me out of here. I think Minnesota is trapped. I think Goff's more talented. Fields is more talented. Aaron's way more talented. That's what I think they are today. Okay, so let's go to the NFC playoff picture. Uh, I think this will change. I think Seattle could win, but they don't control their destiny. I think Green Bay does win and gets in. Uh, And Green Bay, over the course of the season, Seattle feels more like a playoff team. But in the last month, and we always talk about, there's three seasons, pre-Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving, and playoffs. Post-Thanksgiving, Green Bay feels like a playoff team. Didn't early, bad early not late so I think Green Bay beats Detroit uh maybe soundly the way they're playing and um and I think Seattle could win but they don't control their destiny so and I and I if you start looking at the NFC Brady Aaron Rodgers Cowboys I mean a lot of these feel like you know San Francisco Philadelphia made it last year these are kind of the usual playoff teams it feels like in this little Three or four-year tunnel. These all make sense. New York doesn't at all, but that's why Brian Dable should be coach of the year. They don't make any
4: sense being there. I would agree, but if you look at the Giants, they're locked in at six, Colin. If the Giants go to Minnesota, we just saw that game two weeks ago. Minnesota struggles to get margin. Brian Dable. I can't. I can't. Too- I know you can't talk yourself into it, but the New York Giants. I would not be shocked if they took down the Vikings in the first. Well, you just start hammering Kirk Cousins? No, Limited. I'm saying. Just think about this league. Yeah, we're talking about next year.
1: Outside of the five great young quarterbacks in their prime, you don't think Arizona would take a call for Kyler Murray? Yeah. No, yeah, of course they would. So you don't you don't think Detroit would take a call for Jared Goff if something happened? Five guys you don't take a call on. We all know who yeah. they are. Great in their prime, big, strong, sturdy. All those guys. I just think there's going to be a lot of movement. Uh, this on, is a crazy. Yeah. You think it's crazy? Tom Brady chose Tampa. Stafford yeah. went to the Rams. Stuff in this league now. These young GMs are all Vegas deal makers, man. They're making
4: they're at the roulette roulette table in the offseason. <laughs> Did you see Minnesota lost two offensive linemen in their game this weekend? One of them carted off. He's definitely not coming back. Kayvon Thibodeau. I know looks like he nearly killed Nick Foles in the I know. game. The snow angel was a bit much, but that does just to be aware, uh, Minnesota on upset watch first round. You're the Minnesota GM
1: after the nightmare against Dallas and Green Bay. Two biggest brands come into town. And you get, you go to Lambeau and embarrass yourself against the Cowboys. You embarrass yourself. You're not taking a call on Kirk. Cousins? If I'm the owner,
4: I say, okay, GM, that sounds good. What's your game plan after Kirk Cousins?
1: You know what? Sometimes bottoming it out is not the worst thing.
4: Twelve and four to bottoming out.
1: All right, go ahead. Congratulations. That team is that team is it, it, the I, worst
4: teetering. Yeah. Worst twelve and four team ever. They have a negative point
3: differential. A
1: negative yeah. point
4: differential. It's never happened before. <laughs> ever.
1: So let's talk some college football here. So Jim Harbaugh and Michigan went down. Now, Nick Saban's lost 11 bowl games. It happens. That's the reality. These bowl games, Michigan went in as a touchdown favorite, got too gimmicky, got too deceptive. They're a power program. They should have leaned into power. But they had more yards and more first downs and a better time of possession. And Jim Harbaugh's side of the ball offense scored 45 points. Quarterback made some bad decisions. The defense was atrocious. Atrocious. Um, You know, blame Harbaugh all you want. He's beaten Ohio State twice. He's been to the playoffs two times. In eight years in Michigan, 10-plus wins five times and two playoff appearances. It has been a resounding success. He remains a very, very, very strong football coach. I would take him in a heartbeat over almost anybody in college football. As good as Saban, Kirby, Smart, and Lincoln Riley are, they didn't get to a Super Bowl. This guy's a great coach. San Diego. San Diego. Niners, Stanford, Michigan, great coach. Bad game, bad moment, got too gimmicky, but that's okay. His side of the ball scored 45 points. The question becomes, everybody's asking, is Jim going to go to the NFL? The issue is where? Now that Justin Herbert's going to make the playoffs, the Charger job is not open. That's the job that Harbaugh would take and Sean Payton would take. You get Justin Herbert and those receivers and those edge rushers and that left tackle and that center. The Chargers is the job. They're not going to go pay for Harbaugh, or pay for Sean Payton. Historically, they don't pay a lot for coaches. They're certainly not going to fire a guy who makes the playoffs, a young guy in his second year. They're just not going to do it in the crowded AFC. So the question is, oh Denver, Denver's in cap hell for the next four years. They don't have any draft capital next year. It's a tough division. The quarterback could be washed. You got brand new owners. You have a GM who didn't get hired by the owners. Denver's not a good job. Historically, it's a great job. It's not a good job now. So I don't see him leaving. I think he goes back with J.J. McCarthy in that roster. He's got an identity. He's got momentum. He gets the Buckeyes back in Ann Arbor. He beats him for a third straight time. I would not be shocked. I think they end up making the playoffs again next year, and maybe he can get some wins in it. But, I mean, I you tell me the place in the NFL, Arizona with Kyler Murray, uh, I mean, that, that, uh, Jim Harbaugh and Kyler Murray is an inferno. That didn't sound, does that sound right? So I think he returns to Michigan. You know, there's, there's something I've, I've leaned on for years and years. Don't try to get happier than happy. Happy is hard enough to get to in life. Right now, his dad lives next to his grandkids. He's beaten Ohio State. He's getting to the playoffs. He's winning 10, 11, 12 games a year. And he gets the coach at Michigan, one of the great small towns in America, Ann Arbor. I don't know. I'm not leaving to go to cap Helen, Denver, with new owners, a GM on the ropes, a quarterback that could be washed. I don't think so. I I think Russell Wilson rebounds, but I don't know what I got with Russell Wilson. So it just happens. Bowl games are weird. I mean, TCU is the least talented team in terms of like rivals, rankings, top 150 players we've ever had in the final. Who would have guessed Sonny Dykes? Didn't have huge success in Cal. Goes to TCU and he's got him in his first year. Well, I don't know. It happened. Good story. Um, but I don't. I don't. I wouldn't leave Michigan. Not now. Maybe in a year if you don't want to go back to Columbus. But I got my quarterback. I got my big rival at my place. I return a lot of my star players. I don't see why I would go take a bad NFL job. I don't. I don't get it. Um, and, and you start looking at the openings: Colts, Texans. You got. You got impulsive ownership. Washington. I mean, think about it. Washington could have an opening. Colts could have an opening. Texans, three impulsive owners, and 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 not a quarterback. Uh, or JJ McCarthy, Buckeyes in Ann Arbor, dominate the Big Ten. That feels like a way better job to me.
4: What about the Carolina Panthers, Colin? Is, hold on, wait. Before Tampa Bay's going to lose Brady, they're nosediving. Um, you've got the New Orleans Saints in that division. They're not really going anywhere. Is there a case that Jim Harbaugh could go to Carolina? The owner says, what quarterback do you want? Garoppolo or Carr? We will overpay for you. No, thanks. Not
1: taking that job. Not taking that job. I'm not. It's not good enough. Temperamental owner. $11 million a year. He's making nine now. Who cares? You're trying to get happier than happy. That's why I'm staying here. I'm happy so far. Um, You could irritate me. Okay. Now it's Ohio State. I had said to the lead-up, I thought they would account for themselves very well. I thought a fascinating story because I thought they outplayed Georgia and felt like the better team most of the night. Uh, They did give up nine yards of play, though. This defense for Ohio State, they got to figure something out because they just give up big points in big games against Michigan and Georgia, I see, against Oregon last year. they got to get their defense figured out. They just give up too many big plays and big points. But I thought it was fascinating. Uh, C.J. Stroud, I thought, did himself a huge favor. Nobody has torn apart George's defense like that in a while. He was fantastic. And what is interesting is he ran. So I'm going to make a comparison. They're not the same type of quarterback. But when Justin Herbert was at Oregon, they didn't have a capable backup. So Mario Cristobal kind of kept him in the pocket. And then in his last game at Oregon, the Rose Bowl, against the great Wisconsin defense, Mario Cristobal said, young man, do what you got to do to win – Herbert was running all over the field, and we all went, "Whoa! Justin Herbert has that that gear." So Ohio State, they don't have a backup ready to play. So it feels like to me they kind of kept C.J. Stroud limited in the pocket. We don't, you know, we think we can play for a national title. We can't have you getting hurt. And here against Georgia, Ryan Day said, "We're not beating him; just sitting in the pocket, young man. You do your thing." And C.J. Stroud, like Herbert, said, "Okay, my thing is moving." And he ran for 70 yards. If you take away the sacks, he rushed for 70 yards. He was very dynamic. I thought he looked absolutely fantastic. I do think Bryce Young will go number one. He's such a beautiful natural thrower. But C.J. Stroud accounted for himself uh, bigger than Bryce Young. Um, Really nice arm. Now we know he can move. That, That Herbert comp, they're not the same quarterback. That's not what I'm saying. But their college coaches kind of felt like they kind of kept him in the pocket because they didn't have a real capable backup to go in and star. And so both coaches get to a bowl game, Oregon and Herbert against the great Wisconsin defense and CJ Stroud against the great defense in Georgia. And the coaches are like, okay, do your thing. Potential last game of the year. And with Herbert, you're like, whoa, I have two GMs that were at that game. And they're like, when you saw him live, it was like, Wow, Herbert is unbelievable. You kind of couldn't see it on tape. Games from Eugene, games in Pullman. Couldn't see it. C.J. Stroud, that game, that was, that's why, now, obviously, he's going to play. But sometimes there's these players who play in bowl games who don't necessarily have to. Now, C.J. Stroud was going to play in the bowl game, obviously. But I thought, I don't think I've seen anybody in a bowl game, anybody, that I went, oh, oh, they'll be GMs. That, take, that I think will talk themselves into C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. I honestly felt that watching that. He's bigger. Um, he, he lets it rip. Now, Ohio State has become wide receiver university. So, I mean, let's be honest. Marvin Harrison's kid doesn't get hurt. They probably win that football game. I mean, they are, they are stacked at wide receiver, and they have been for years they become a wide receiver factory used to be you know alabama used to be known for corners now they're known for quarterbacks and wide receivers ohio state used to be known for linebackers now they're known for wide receivers their wide receiving talent's insane so a lot of times it's guys that have beaten their guys badly but i thought um i thought cj stroud was it was jaw dropping it was like wow i get that i get the running too and it's not like he's just running past guys at temple he's running past georgia guys those guys are all playing in the on Sundays. So, my takeaway in Michigan, Harbaugh, stay at Michigan. Great job. Ann Arbor. There's no good NFL things out there now. The Chargers are in. and Ohio State, you outplayed them. Uh, probably should have been a targeting call. Wasn't. You probably would have won if Harrison plays. my takeaway. They, they couldn't guard him. They, he was just a mismatch issue. He's going to be a mismatch in Sundays. It was certainly a mismatch against Georgia. They couldn't cover him. So, but C.J. Stroud, wow. That was wow stuff. That was like, oh, okay, I get that. It really did remind me of Herbert. One more H.E.R.D.? The H.E.R.D. streams 24 hours
2: a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search H.E.R.D. to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled
1: workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders.
0: VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
1: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore
0: more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash impact.
1: Hi, it's The Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets. With any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code Heard. Once again, new customers. Bet five and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Heard. The crown is yours.
3: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8hope-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. Best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play. You call every shot from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest. Gainbridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. 40%. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money, reliable returns, take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest. Because it's investing your way. Change the game. Get started today. As little as $1,000 at Gainbridge.io. Where Colin was right. Uh, well, I did say I thought Brock Purdy is a four-year starter in college, three- or four-year starter. I thought he'd be fine. This, this team does not ask the quarterback to do a lot. Uh, I worried that he wouldn't be able to go, like, to Philadelphia and win a playoff game. But in the five games, he started four or five games. His passer ratings over 106. He's completing 67% of his throws. He's got McCaffrey and Jennings, uh, George Kittle. He got a lot of weapons. He's got a brilliant play designer. So Brock Purdy, everybody freaked out. He's more accurate than Trey Lance. He's a better athlete than Jimmy Garoppolo. And Kurt Warner and Tony Romo were not drafted. They can get to the Super Bowl, in my opinion, with Brock Purdy. That's yesterday came from behind. That's the result so far
2: where Colin was wrong.
1: Well, the Blazing Five, the good news is we are 54% on the year. We need the Bengals to win tonight, or we we embarrassed ourselves this week. Uh, The Jets laid an egg. I can't explain why the Raiders were so good, and Kirk Cousins, I think I'd trade him. But we are 41-35-3, 54% for the year. Let's get to 55, win tonight, couple of playoff games. That's where we're at, right and wrong. Where Colin was right. We thought underdog Ohio State would account for themselves very well. They were told for a month they they didn't have a chance. Ohio State, a top three or four recruiting juggernaut in America. They got athletes everywhere. They got NFL stars everywhere. Right now they have as many good wide receivers as any program in the country, and they had the better quarterback in this game by a lot. There was no reason this team couldn't form uh, a good game plan talent-wise. My my question with Ohio State has been their identity and their defense, but I wasn't shocked. Now, was C.J. Stroud better than I thought? Absolutely. 348 yards, four TDs, and he ran. But we thought Ohio State would be very competitive in that game.
2: Where Colin was wrong.
1: I've been very critical of Matt LaFleur, He's he's just a play caller. He doesn't have an identity. But the last two to three weeks, I'm wrong. This is exactly what the Packers should be. At least 50 to 55% a run team. You know, Aaron Rodgers only completed 15 throws yesterday. That is a good thing. Because as they run the ball, they own time of possession. Their defense is not on the field. And if you look at the Packers' stats during the four-game winning streak, they have a top three-second-half defense. Run the ball. This is not a track team. Outside of Christian Watson, nobody's going to beat you deep. They need another tight end. They should draft another receiver or two two or go pay for him in the offseason. But I've been critical of Matt LaFleur. Finally found an identity. This team, I think, beats Detroit and gets in.
2: Where Colin was
1: wrong. I don't know how, but Daniel Jones made the playoffs. Uh, A lot of it's the coach. He is fairly athletic. He can be accurate with time. Here's the thing. A lot of it's Brian Dayball, but let's be fair. Daniel has to make those throws. With Brian Dayball, he's gone from 64% completion percentage to 67. That's a real number. And 84 in the passer rating to 92. So, And we know he's big and can move. That's never been the issue. Also, he's got seven rushing touchdowns. So what Dayball has done is what he did with Josh Allen. He unleashes him, uses his size and his speed, and he lets him run. That's the best version of Daniel Jones. I never thought he would be a playoff quarterback. I am completely wrong on that. I think a lot of it's Brian Dayball, but quarterbacks have to make the plays, and Daniel Jones has. Where Colin was right. Doug Peterson, when he was on the beach and didn't have a job, I said USC hire him, Jacksonville hire him. Folks, the Jags rolled the Texans 31-3. to I don't know if you're paying attention, but they look good, and they're playing downhill. And Trevor Lawrence, since week nine, 14 TDs, two picks, and 106 passer rating. Right now, Trevor Lawrence, Thanksgiving on, is a top-five quarterback in this league, which is what most of the scouts thought when he got drafted. I was a huge advocate of Doug Peterson. I thought it's one of the few times in a playoff game or a Super Bowl that Belichick— absolutely got out coached. You can count it on one hand. I think Peterson was that guy. He's the right hire
2: where Colin was wrong.
1: I love Jim Harbaugh, but I thought he outthought himself in the Bowl win loss, excuse me, all the gimmicks and the Philly special off a timeout and you know, I just thought they got too clever, tried to be too deceptive. This is a team that had 10 routes in the Big 10. You're a power team. Play with power. Stop throwing the ball up the sideline. Go play with power, lean in your tight ends, although I know one of them was all beat up. I hated that Philly special call. A trick play off a timeout? The element of surprise is why every trick play works. You don't do a trick play out of a timeout, or I can prepare for it. I love hardball, but I hated that call. Where Colin was wrong. Carson Wentz. My bad, (laughs) Carson Wentz. I've never been a Taylor Heineke guy. I mean, he's a gamer. I think Wentz is the better talent. He's awful. His passer rating yesterday was 31. He was bad the minute he got in. There is something about Carson Wentz's personality. Guys just don't dig him. That team plays better with Taylor Heineke. He's one of the dudes. I mean, some guys have that sort of beer drinking quality. You just want to hang out with them, go to Vegas with them, and some guys are talented. But it's not working with Carson Wentz. Uh, I think his career is over, and I wouldn't be surprised. Daniel Snyder can be very impulsive and inappropriate, Um I wouldn't be surprised if they just started over because I, I didn't like the move. I may like Carson Wentz, but I, that, that was bad. Where Colin was wrong. I defended Matt Eberflus. I don't love defensive head coaches with rookie or young quarterbacks, but they're a mess now. They've lost nine straight. That's the longest losing streak in the 103 years of the Bears football operation. Uh, and Justin Fields, sacked seven times, had seven completions against Detroit's defense. So I am not a fan, I'll say it again, of hiring a defensive coach with a young quarterback. I don't love it, and I didn't love the hire, but I defended him, and I thought early in the year I liked their game plans and what they were doing. I have no trust whatsoever in the Bears organization to get the offense right. Fields has to be Superman. The O-line, I think they drafted four O-linemen last year, three or four. Bad receivers, bad A uh, couple of decent running backs. That offense is broken personnel-wise. N- nine straight losses. That's, I've seen the Houston Texans be wildly competitive against superior teams. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays
2: at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the
1: iHeartRadio app. The Saints, six times they had the number one offense in the league and multiple other times they were in the top two or three. Sean Payton, Fox Sports analyst, 15 years Super Bowl champ. Good to see him again. He had a little personal crisis in his family, so we're so glad to have you back. Things getting uh, wrapped up to some degree, so thank you very much. Yeah,
5: listen, it's it's great to be back on here. And, you know, we're all kind of creatures of habit and routine, and certainly you guys, especially with the – the amount of time you're on air. And I always like coming here on Mondays. I, I feel like that w- we can put a bow tie on some things yes. in our league.
1: Well, my lead today, this is good for you. I said a lot of times there's a difference between calling plays and having an identity. Kyle Shanahan's offenses, there's an identity. You and Breeze, I knew what you were trying to do. Couldn't stop it. Andy Reid. A lot of times I see defensive coaches, they're Colin plays, but the, the, the sensibility. And I th- I've been very critical of Matt Lafleur, And in the last three weeks, it's like, okay, they found it. Yeah. This is a run team. They don't have the weaponry yeah. to get into track meets. I really like – and by the way, Sean, as their run game has improved, the defense isn't on the field. So their second-half defense now is fantastic.
5: Yeah. They, they tie so much together. Uh, and, you know, there's terms, complementary football. But um, – we're seeing it in San Francisco and and even when Kansas City's going with with the weapons they have there's still something that they can attack versus the cover twos of the world, the cover fours of the world, the six the light boxes yeah. and the heavy coverage looks yeah uh and especially when we get down the stretch and and we're here, we're, I said this yesterday. I feel like You know, occasionally you go somewhere nice and there's a telescope in your hotel room and you don't know how to use it. You're kind of like this. And then all of a sudden, boom, it gets clear and you're like, oh, I got it. We're like one turn away then from knowing everything. That's great. This weekend. Yes. But it got a lot clearer yesterday.
1: Yeah. uh, Green Bay feels like this is what we are. I think there are most teams in the league have to play a certain way to win. Maybe Kansas City doesn't. Um, I want to talk about San Francisco. So, my, my question was, every quarterback looks a lot better with a lead and a great defense. Yesterday, the Niners' defense wasn't good. Robbie Gould missed an, an easy one. And it was Brock had to make some plays now. Yeah. It, and I, I, my takeaway was, <coughs> all those years starting in college, I saw it with Kenny Pickett. He's capable.
5: Yeah. I, that, was a, that ended up being a real good game. That was great. And, you know, we laugh and try to figure things out in the green room on the weekend. And sometimes the more you try to figure them out, the, the more confused you can get. Um, we saw New Orleans play Philadelphia yesterday. And in that case, the, the, the absence of Jalen Hurts and what he does for their running game. And then all of a sudden, Gardner Minshew's got to play more of a conventional role. And I know New Orleans knows how to defend him. We played, right. it, it, played him in Jacksonville. They were going to keep him in the pocket. And force him to make plays from the pocket, but here's here's Purdy yesterday, you know, in a spot where there's some adversity.
1: Yes, I mean that defense just didn't play well.
5: Yeah, and and credit credit the Raiders and credit um, shoot. I'm drawing a blank on the quarterback's name. Jared That's, Stidham. Yeah, Jared Stidham, Stidham. Jared who Stidham. was uh, Auburn transferred from Baylor. Yeah. and drafted by New England. I we we played sixty five. We've started our league has started sixty five different quarterbacks this season. Crazy! It's a record. That's that's more than two per team. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, if you're if you're a father that's looking at the schedule, saying I'm gonna I'm gonna take my son to see Arizona versus Atlanta. <laughs> you have no idea. You know, at the start of the season. And, and then all of a sudden, you can't pick the names out of a lineup. Right. You know, one team's on their fourth quarterback, the other on their second. Um, but both those guys played well. Uh, and and I I think, and I said this for the last month, and I don't think, you know, there's that hesitation, to, can Purdy do this? I think San Francisco's the team to beat in this tournament.
1: In the, in the whole tournament? The,
5: the, the whole thing. Wow. And, and I do. I do because, look, they had a moment defensively yesterday. They'll, they'll, they'll bounce back off of that. But. If you use the the analytics of defense, scoring, run game, and you factored in some of these things, and I think, look, Debo has been kind of quiet, and, and I just feel like they're a team that's won, what, nine in a row now? Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to see a good game tonight that's really going to tell us a little bit more about the AFC.
1: So I, I want to talk about that. So it's Bengals bills tonight. Go either way. It's like a, you know, one and a half point. I like, I think Cincinnati at home, a little more comfortable. I, I've said this. I feel like I love boxing. I like, you know, like that combat, yeah, yeah, combat yeah. And stuff. I feel I've always said Buffalo's Tyson. Doesn't always have a great jab. Uh, you know, I don't love their O-line. They bail on the run game. Uh, they're too dependent on the home run. Josh Allen, Tyson, too dependent on the left. Whereas I feel with Cincinnati, I get the jab, I get some power, I get the movement. They're more complete situationally. I, you don't know what they're going to do. They can run, they can pass, they tight ends, They Joe can move. When you look at this, what, are you concerned at all? Because I find myself with Buffalo pushing back on myself. Colin, don't fall in love with their home runs. Don't look at that old line, the run game, they bail. Or you're in this game forever. <laughs> Would you just rather have the home run no, to deal look, with it?
5: It's 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 a great question. That's why tonight's a, a great game. And and honestly, we could flip coins here and f- try to figure out who's going to win this game. Um, they're two different type teams playing. That's mm-hmm. the one thing. Yes. And so, yeah. Do you do you? Do you want to feel like you know a little bit more what you're getting, or I mean, certainly you don't want the boxer who's biting someone's ear off, and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're leaving in the first round. Right. Um, I like Buffalo tonight. How come? I like Buffalo. I think the X factor is their their quarterback, and and I think uh, uh, Diggs. and I I just think I I just think they're a little too much in a big spot this season, and it was a big spot when they played the Rams. Obviously, it doesn't look that way now. Right. Thursday night, they have a big win in another big spot against the Chiefs. This is kind of, I think, their third big spot. When you look, I mean, they've won some. They've won a lot of games, but the Chief game was a big one. The opening game of the season on the road against the Rams—that was a big win. They stub their toe when you
1: don't expect it.
5: Yeah, I feel like uh, Sean will have his guys ready, McDermott, and and I I, I, I give the edge. To him, I I think he's uh, done a great job. They're going to be right there in the end. I, this team will be playing in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. I, Cincinnati may very well be as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of see Kansas City there, but um, but sh- certainly this is one of those games that that'll be interesting to watch.
1: So there, there's so many different stories today. Sean Payton for our radio audience. Um, I never thought I'd see Daniel Jones in the playoffs. But it's interesting what Daybull's done with him, and nobody thinks he's Josh Allen, but Daybull has done a little bit of the same. Yeah. I'm going to get you out of the turnover business, and I'm going to let you run more.
5: Yeah, there's some design plays. His touchdown yesterday. It was designed. That Listen, they stole it from us. We ran that against Buffalo or against uh, the Jets with Taysom Hill. It, I'm kidding when I say that, but if you – want to find quarterback runs and you don't want to look at college tape. There's four or five teams that we're going to pull the tape out and look for ideas. We're going to look at Baltimore. We're going to look at, uh, Buffalo. We're going to look at new Orleans. They're, they're packaged with, we're going to find teams, Chicago now. So as soon as teams invest in that business, there's access to get new ideas and tape. And I, I, I think, uh, Ryan's done a great job there. I mean, and it, it's funny. Yesterday I said this. We, we say the season's a marathon. We've seen a handful of teams just kind of hang in there with their stride. It right? may not be the fast stride, <laughs> right. and, it, and we're not necessarily picking them to win, place, or show. But then we've seen a handful of those teams that all of a sudden we thought, ah, we, we'd see you back here. And what happened to the Jets and what happened to the Dolphins? A few of these teams that just faded down the stretch. Um, it's a long year, and it's, uh, it's interesting. And here, here New England is, you know, in a position. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. The, 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 the length of the season, you break it into quarters, and if you're not paying attention or if you're not careful as a team, you can lose four games like that. Like that.
1: Yeah, it, that's why getting your finding your identity, figuring out what you're not yeah. and what you are. You,
5: are you? Are you? Obviously, health plays a big part of this. Sure. But are you? Are you ascending to some degree? Are you getting better? And then are you midstream adjusting? And that gets to like, hey, this is we. We wanted to do this in training camp, but we're better at this. Let's let's. This is what we need to do now.
1: So I want to talk about health, a, a team that I, it took me a while to wrap my arms around them, but I'm going to defend them. And I think they're going to get in is Miami. They were missing, I think, seven starters yesterday and they're in an interesting spot. Football is largely breeze and exception, a big man's game. Yeah. Big man's game. Most of your top 20 quarterbacks ever six, three and up most, or they're thick. They're big men. Yep. Two is not Teddy's not. Yep. And both get hurt. And this system in Miami, like the Niners, is a distribution system. Kirk Cousins would be effective. Brady would be effective. Carr would – it's not a playmaking offense. That's not Kyle, – yeah. Kyle doesn't want you out there – Well,
5: really- let's do this. Let's not draft small players in the first 15 picks of the draft anymore in the first round. Let's not, let's not get away from prototype. And – I talk with Bill Parcells about this, Ron Wolf and, and those early picks have to be prototype players.
1: Big, 6'4", 225.
5: Prototype the way we've designed it for each position, whatever right. the position requirement is. Now, let's say we're looking at a corner, and our requirement for prototype at that position is 5'11". And we're going to tra- take this player in the first six or seven picks – and he's off of that. You'd say, "Oh, how much? He's five ten, or he's five There's a point at which you turn and say, "All right." And Bill would say, "This does he walk on water?"
1: He told me that. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And and if the answer is yes, then we're <laughs> going to look at Aaron Glenn some more. Yeah, right. Because right. he drafted Aaron Glenn. Yeah. But when that topic comes up, and and you just see <clears throat> the mistakes, really recently, and we go all the way back to Cleveland and. and you know, they have the movie Draft Day, yeah. and I've said this before, and, and, and right at the very end, Costner makes the right decision in the movie. But in real life, not Hollywood, we, they drafted Johnny Manziel, the same team. Yeah. And I, I think you have to pay attention to typing and, and when you're looking at the health of players and you're looking at the size of players. And two is just one example. We're going to see it again, I think, this upcoming year. There's another quarterback coming out of Bryce Alabama Young. that's not going to be prototype.
1: Yeah. So does he walk on water? Well, he did this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I want to pivot then to Sean, and, and this is where you're so valuable. So I tend to with a quarterback now. Now Pickett didn't go top ten; it was later, first round. I tend to look for something that's unique. Herbert size, yeah, you know, six six and moves. Josh Allen size. Mahomes are, and then I look at Kenny Pickett. I'm like, I'm not sure what's unique. But then I've watched him in these games, and he's just chops wood. He stays in the game, and then he makes a play or two late. Yeah. There's something there. What do you see with him?
5: Well, I, I see football intelligence. I, I see someone who processes quickly. Okay. Um, he certainly has it. You know, when we try to find those intangibles with his teammates, you can tell – you can watch a quarter of a game and tell his teammates think – He's, he's, you can see that. Yeah, yeah, you can see that. You can see Mike Tomlin when he came off that after that play, just like Kenny, am Pickett. pick it.
1: <laughs> right.
5: And, and so And then lastly, when you share a building, which is unique, right? The Steelers and, and the University of Pittsburgh, and you you have that much access to uh, personality, right skill set, You know all the other intangibles that's that's invaluable. But yeah, I, I think look, there was a reason he dropped some, mm-hmm. and and then the cost of doing business changes a little bit. But they weren't forced to start him or play him this year. They arrived at him where we see so many of these teams that take someone so early that and they
1: feel they have to play him. Yeah,
5: absolutely. Kyle Shanahan in in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Are they the same team if if Trey's still there as the starter? Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know that they are. I because right. I, 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 I see Jimmy a little bit closer to Purdy. Right. And and I think that's that's complemented what they do. So um it's a hard position to evaluate. I mean, it it's difficult when you start counting the misses and and then I would also say matches, because if the better ones are getting taken early, the problematic teams are drafting early. And so how many have gone to problematic teams that we've not really heard from again, or they, they don't come back till later on? That, that, that happens too.
1: You know, Sean, I've thought about this. Just from an accuracy standpoint, through the years, um, I, if you really want to be accurate with quarterbacks, guessing. I, I've thought about this because I made a lot of mistakes through the years, had some hits, had some misses. Sure is that outside the question becomes are they good enough to overcome nonsense i always thought andrew luck was and trevor lawrence those yeah. are the oh, now elway probably was but in the last 10 years there have been two guys that i looked at and i said i don't care where they land two now it's easy to say mahomes now but i didn't know that yeah but i but i look at these guys i look at cj stroud and bryce young and will levis and i don't think they are so so much becomes location coach sensibility, and I think Kenny Pickett's got a big advantage, is they're not going to pay him for four years, so they get, the defense is already good. There's stability. 100%. The, he's going to succeed, because well, and they draft and develop players well.
5: The guy he's following was a great example. Ben sat in the draft room, threw his cell phone down at the table. He he felt he fell a little bit, yeah, and he went to Pittsburgh, and <laughs> the, he doesn't even realize what's happening, but he could have been to these other spots and Aaron Rodgers, same thing. He's a great example of it. I mean, he's a perfect example, not how he wanted it to, to unfold, but how would have the bigger picture unfolded had he got what he wanted early on? You know, he ends up in Houston or he ends up in, and no disrespect to some of these other places, but they've earned those spots when they're drafting that early every year.
1: I want to talk about, um, it was a surprising thud, uh, Jets, Seahawks. I mean, uh, and maybe I should have known the veteran Pete at home against the kids, Sala. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really, that's a tough win to go up to the Northwest. Pete Carroll, uh, Kenneth Walker was healthy. When he's healthy, they lean on him. Gino can throw 32 times, very effective. But I do think sometimes to get the right answer in life, it's often a loss or pain. Yeah, and I did think Mike White in this biggest moment shrinking. There was some clarity here, is that they need a left tackle and they needed a grown-up at quarterback. It's yeah. a nice roster, and I know it's painful, but I'm thinking if I'm flying back and I'm Robert Sala, I'm thinking we gained some clarity today.
5: Yeah, yeah, we're not here yet. What? I look, we were talking about this game, and and Schrager Peter had made the comment that. They feel like they've had their best week of practice yet and when I hear that I run. <laughs>
3: really?
5: <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> kiss of death. <laughs> what oh. does that mean? It just means I it's I'd like to think honestly when Friday comes and we finish the week of practice, I feel like man, we're ready. I can't recall a time where I thought god, I want to redo this week. Was, you know, <laughs> you, there's a there's a process to your game planning and there's a process to your installation. And regardless of your health, uh, obviously your adversity, we've had a game where the night before we traveled to Carolina, all five running backs were out with COVID and the running back coach. And we had a Saturday morning meeting and it was a quickly, all right, how are we going to handle who's going to be a running back? And Ty Montgomery, who was playing receiver, who played running back said, Ty, you're going to be a running back. Yeah. So Ty moved to running back. We had an extended walk through Saturday Two extra periods. To win? Uh, we got on a plane, we flew to Carolina, and we won by 25 points. <laughs> all
2: right,
5: so I wouldn't have told Peter we had our best week <laughs> then. But generally speaking, all right, you feel like by the end of the week, hey, yeah. we're ready to go because that that's thats how we're conditioned and trained. Yeah. Um, that was unique. But, um, yeah, so I, I think I, – I do think – I have a better feel for that team. I'm sure Salah has a better feel for that team as as do the personnel people. and now there's some good news and bad news in that and and the bad news is, you know our top five quarterback we selected, we know more about, and it's not the the stuff we wanted to know. It's right. not the information we were hoping to know at this time, right. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that.
1: Okay, I want to um, – we haven't talked about this game, <clears throat> but you had so many playoff experiences. It's interesting. So here are the Eagles. When the Niners were all beat up early, now they're healthy. Yeah. The Eagles were healthy forever. Now they're falling apart. And key guys, Lane Johnson's a Hall of Fame right tackle. Yeah. I mean, they don't win when he doesn't play. Jalen Hurts is banged up. Now they lost Sweat, a defensive lineman. And I look at them and take me to your experience, and I think it's weird. Sometimes I think a team's falling apart. And they show up in the playoffs, and it's a totally different sensibility. Would you be or how concerned would you be that you're kind of key guys? um, Is it circle the wagons time? Are you a little concerned with Philadelphia?
5: Well, yeah. I mean, look, I think it starts with the QB. So I'm under the assumption he's getting healthier and he's going to be available for the playoffs. Okay. Relative to what you just said, though, we've got to find a way to get this one seed. Because it used to be there were two teams. The one and the two would have a week away, rest your players, work on, you know, whatever it is that... And we're starting to see the trends, the power of that one seed. There'll be an exception here or there. But especially when your team is nicked up, like Philly is, to get that additional week without a game. So... Here they are playing the Giants, and the irony of this, when you think about this, I know it. All right, this this wasn't too long ago, where I can't recall who the head coach was. I think it was Judge who's counting on the Eagles to win a game, and if the Eagles win this game last week of the season, the Giants are going to be, I think, he, in the postseason. And he
4: rushed his didn't he rest people?
5: He he took Hurts out and he put in <laughs> uh, he put in the kid from Indiana, the six five quarterback. Yeah. Um,
4: Spacing on his name. Come on,
5: That's right. yeah. uh, he, he still might be there, and and then rested a bunch of other players. And it was the first time our league, we've talked about this before. It's happened before. It was the first time on a national stage our league saw that and thought, wow, and it impacted seating. And I think, how do you handle this if you're Brian Dayball this week? Well, only the head coach knows at his place. There's a lot of theories. Some Parcells would say we're always playing to win. He'd say, you know, I'd have a mutiny if I told Lawrence Taylor <laughs> that we're going to sit, guys. You know, and I understand that, but Philly needs this game. Yeah, they I do. Think. So do I. I think. Yep. And they need this game, and that'll help them kind of just stop the leaking a little bit. And we entered the postseason in '09 with a tough loss. We were thirteen and zero. We lost to the Cowboys on a Saturday night game. Tough game. We lost. The following week, Tampa Bay beats us in overtime. We miss a field goal to beat the Buccaneers. We had a 17-point lead, and we lose to Tampa Bay. And then the last week of the season, we go to Carolina. We get the one seed before that game. We rest our starters. And quite honestly, there's a lot of criticism. There's no team that's ever lost their last three regular season games and gone on to have success in the playoffs. But I felt like we needed to. And so we lost three in a row and yeah. then entered the postseason, but we knew we had the one seed locked up. Philly doesn't have it locked up, and I think it's an important game for them. How New York handles this game will be important.
1: Finally, your son goes to TCU. You were at Harbaugh's loss. I thought they got way too gimmicky and tried they outfought themselves. When you have a month to prepare for a game and they're running the Philly special out of a timeout, I'm like, no, no, no. What was your interpretation of
5: it? Yeah, it was first off it was a great game. Yeah. Um, to, to be there <clears throat> and watch it, the first play of the game is what my biggest fear was. I told Connor, <laughs> we have to be able to, the, Michigan is bigger and they're going to be stronger. Um, warm-ups, there's 120 Michigan players on the left-hand side of the field. Yeah, I felt like there were 87 TCU players that just look smaller. <laughs> you know, and they didn't dress all their starters. All right, that's Sonny's, he's, he's done a great job. Yeah. Both coaches have had fantastic years. Uh, I think if you were a fan in attendance, um, everyone leaving that stadium felt like like they just were exhausted. Oh, I was
1: exhausted watching.
5: It was a great great set of two games. I thought Michigan struggled with their red zone offense. And inside the 15, opportunities came up. And and there was one fumble. There was the the Philly special. um, And I really thought he was going to kick a field goal that early in the game. You know, he, Jim is, is and, and this is a compliment, he, he is a, a, a clone to Bo. You know, he understands the importance of a, a, a good rushing attack and what it does for the defense and what it does for the quarterback. points. And, well, in the first quarter, before we've eaten a hot dog, we've just sat down. <laughs> and I said, on the timeout, I, I turned to Connor. I said, he's going to kick a field goal here. I think I would too. And then they came out of the break. With the with the other play, um, both teams. It's, look, it's gonna it's gonna be almost impossible to ever win a game if you throw two interceptions that are returned for a touchdown. All right, it, it's gonna be impossible to win a game that when that happens. But um, and then the the second it, it was it was fantastic. It I, was, I spent it was good.
1: seven and a half hours on a couch.
5: Yeah, I read your tweet and, it was and the <laughs> I most laughed.
1: fun I've had in a long <clears throat> time.
5: I um. Connor, my son's a student assistant, and all he does for their football team, he watches a lot of portal tape. Sure. And he's part of the evaluation process. We're watching the second game, but we have to fly home because I'm in I'm in studio to, right. uh, yesterday. And we watched Georgia score a touchdown and kick the extra point to go up one, and the phones are on in the plane. And you know when you're in that borrowed time space yeah. where you just know it's any second now? Ohio State receives the kick. Uh, so we never see the final drive in the midfield goal. We, oh. we, we land and we get the results. Oh. Yeah. I felt so bad. That.
4: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
2: At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game.